The media files for August 6, 2021 is presented by leveldowngames.com. For me, it's 7.13 p.m. on August 4th, 2021, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is host of the Crazed Eleven Twitch stream and frequent co-host of the LDG podcast and Blood and Destroyers and All Elite Wrestling podcast, Dan, welcome back to the Media Files. Yes, what is going on, everybody? Thanks for having me back. All right, live on air, I have a question to ask you. Uh-oh. Have you shipped me my pre-workout yet? I have not. It will oh, be... You bum. I, am, I am off work Friday, so it'll probably it'll probably be Friday. I'm not I'm not in any rush. Dan no. is the is the proud owner of the <laughs> April Fool's flavor of G Fuel that tastes like chili dogs and uh gonna gonna send me the peach rings that came with it. Yeah, no, it works out. It's a win win. You get peach rings, I get chili dog, it's gonna be great. Bada uh, big bada boo, man. <laughs> Easy as that. So actually what I think I'm going to do is I'm actually going to order, or there's a really good hot dog place right down the road, so I think I'm going to order a chili dog, and I'll do literally a side-by-side in my uh, YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, speaking of which, go check that out, youtube.com slash crazed11. Got a, got a lot of glitch and G Fuel uh, new flavor taste tests and reviews and stuff up there. Uh, pretty neat, pretty unique channel. I don't, I don't think I follow anybody else that does something like that. So check out that YouTube channel. Good stuff there. But speaking of pre-workout and workout, we've got something on the physical fitness side of things today, which is usually when I bring you onto the show because you know about it. We are talking today about the 2020 Olympics. The Summer Olympics are back, just one year late thanks to that pesky pandemic, and they are taking place in Tokyo, Japan. There are sports you know and love, events you've never heard of, and of course it wouldn't be the Olympics without some amount of extra athletic discussion about politics and social issues. The best part, as always, is watching some of the most talented athletes in the entire world getting to show off their amazing abilities. I have been... Uh, more or less glued to my phone and to the TV over the course of the past 10 days or so. Uh, at time of recording, the United States is in, is has, has the most medals won at the Olympics so far, but not the most golds. That actually belongs to China. China has the most golds so far. We're in second place with gold medals. Uh, and then I think it's Russia that's in number three or, well, not Russia, the Russian Olympic Committee. But Correct, yeah. Dan, let's, uh, let's get your thoughts on the 2020, you know, hyphenated 2021 uh, yeah. Olympics. So far, uh, no, I am enjoying it. Um, I haven't got to watch a whole lot of it live, and with you know how much I'm on Twitter and, and scrolling through that, it's hard to avoid spoilers because Tokyo is 
13 hours ahead of us, if I am correct. Um, so it's hard uh, to not to try to watch it without being spoiled. Sometimes I just want to know how we're doing over there. So, uh, you know, finding out about Simone Biles making her come back and, and, and taking care of what she was taking care of and getting bronze. I, I had heard about it before I actually got to watch it. So I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've actually fell in love with a few of the sports that I didn't even know were Olympic sports. And then I research them and then come to find out they've been Olympic sports for many years. So uh, th- this is the one thing I like about the Olympics. I, I, I find unique things that I don't follow a whole lot and I become fans of them and then I continue to follow them. So that that's what I'm enjoying so far. You know, what's interesting is, is you brought up kind of that time difference and how we're streaming events later. And, and, and I think that's been kind of the most unique thing about these Olympics so far is that these are the first Olympics, at, at least that I'm aware of, that we have this level of technology where we're streaming things live. Uh, NBC has the broadcasting rights to the Olympics and have put it both kind of live between their channels. They've been on NBC, NBC Sports, uh, USA has had a lot of the Olympics on, and then they're streaming it live kind of on Peacock as well. And, you know... It's been nice that at any point of the day, I can open my phone and check out what's going on live. And I use live loosely, right? They're delaying it uh, in order to catch us here in the United States. But also, at the same time, I don't feel like it's been utilized to the fullness either. I, I do feel like the broadcasting side of things has been dropped a little bit by NBC. Like you said, spoilers are everywhere. If you want to go back and watch an event that you missed, then like the title of the event on the app says USA takes first in swimming, which <laughs> yeah. or takes gold in swimming. And that's a bummer. I don't that I want to watch the event and exactly. watch what happens. I don't want the spoiler before I go into it. And so that's one of the things I really feel like they dropped. Number two, they are really cutting out a lot of really quality content in favor of some pretty poor reporting and a lot, a lot of ad breaks. They paid something like $7 billion for the streaming rights here. I understand you have to have ad breaks in order to kind of maybe hope to break even off of that kind of investment, but still... It just feels overly bloated with commentary and ad breaks, and they are cutting away from a lot of the action. I was watching diving a few days ago, and of the eight teams diving, they kept cutting to an ad right as Mexico was going to dive. And I thought, you know, and I'm not a Mexican-American or a Mexican, but if I was, I would be really upset with how they were handling that every single time Mexico went to dive was a commercial break. And I was pretty bummed out by that. I just wanted to watch all of the divers do their, do their dives and, and get some good coverage there. There's been some other things that I do think are pretty strange about it. Um, No crowds has been honestly kind of a bummer, kind of a downer to watch in some of these events. The crowds are a big part of sporting events and without the crowds there, that's been a real bummer for me too. Well, and then just Tokyo's like economy hasn't got to take advantage. You know, usually these cities spend these types of money to build stadiums in these countries. Exactly. And they're not getting anything from it because, you know, it's not bringing people from around the world to spend money at their restaurants, to spend money at their stores, you know, to 
boost that economy and be you know because of uh, what's going on they they haven't been able to take advantage of that so they sunk all this money to get the olympics and they haven't um, recouped any of it as somebody who likes sporting events for the entertainment of it right this does feel a little a little cheapened by not having a crowd there again i understand the reason why but man it it is just a bummer to see these gigantic stadiums completely yeah, empty very weird I, like i said before no russia at the olympics but we do have the roc the russian olympic committee i'm not sure where the delineation between russia and the russian olympic committee is um seems kind of arbitrary i guess right. which yeah you know it, it's fine i understand the sentiment of not having russia there for for their scandals previously but that's okay and then like you mentioned also simone biles uh you know, dropping out at a certain point live. And I watched it happen. I watched her say, I'm not going to compete. You guys got this. And then that spurned a lot of discussion about, you know, mental health issues and, and the athletics. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of pro Simone Biles and a lot of, you know, anti Simone oh, Biles yeah. discussion yeah, going on in the following hours and days of that decision. And then he said, like you said, you know, she comes back. And this is also the first Olympics that we have kind of in the current social climate of the United States where there is a lot of pushback about the ways that the United States has been operating for the past so many years. And so you see that kind of reflected in the sentiment and the emotions of these athletes too. And that has been a really interesting change to watch kind of play out as well. It's been, it's been this constant update of news cycle about that. Yeah. It's, it's a very different Olympics this go around for sure. Than, a real than different dynamic. Really, yeah. I'll, yeah. Very, very different. Except like you said, the no crowds, what you know what we've had going on as a country you know russia it's 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 very different now all those things being said i have really enjoyed watching the olympics i've i've had it on almost constantly i've been watching this sport and that sport and there are sports or games i guess not all of them can be called sports i'm pretty pedantic about what can be called a sport but <laughs> there there are a lot of events that i have had you know turned on and i'm like really following what's happening and stuff that i normally wouldn't care about ping pong i've been i've been glued to some of these ping oh pong oh my god nope hey you cannot call it ping pong it is table tennis the, excuse me the table tennis table yes. tennis yes and uh there are there are some that i really found this time around that i ended up loving that i i don't think i've ever appreciated or loved before one of them the canoe slalom watching these guys in the canoes weave in and out of obstacles on what is essentially raging rapids i don't yeah. know that i've ever seen this <laughs> i didn't know it was a thing but no, me man neither. does that look difficult yeah i i would not want to give that a shot whatsoever uh the triathlon i watched that with a couple of buddies of mine both the both the men's and the women's triathlon absolutely loved that it made me want to run a triathlon i i started talking with a couple friends about it thinking you know what i could probably the 25 mile bike ride i could do the six point whatever mile run i could probably do it's that mile swim i think i would probably i'd probably drown in the first leg of this triathlon to be honest but totally doable i think i could run a triathlon in my life i don't know man i mean i i love to run uh and i love to bike ride but swimming is just not dude a a mile swimming (laughs) that is ridiculous i don't know that i could do that finally a big one that caught me by surprise with how much i really enjoyed it skateboarding the first time that it's in the olympics 
my whole family sat down on the couch and watched the finals of skateboarding and we just loved it. My kids were into it. Lindsay and I both into it. Really, really enjoyed what we watched of the skateboarding competition this year. Yeah, with skateboarding, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, we grew up with Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you know, seeing that and it kind of becoming mainstream as we were growing up, you know, ESPN, I think X, I think uh, the X Games. Yeah. So, you know, becoming popular and here we are in our 30s and it's an Olympic sport. Who would have thought growing up playing that game and, and trying to do a little skateboarding ourselves as we were younger that it'd be an Olympic sport? Yeah, it, I was explaining to Lindsay, you know, uh, one of my kids is really interested in skateboards and skateboarding. And growing up for us, it was part of a counterculture, you know, it was yeah, almost no, 100 percent rebels yeah. and now it's an Olympic game. And that is just so cool to watch. I'm excited to watch that kind of grow and evolve as a worldwide event. Also, any any events that you kind of got into that you weren't really expecting to love so much? Yes. Handball. Man, I had to look up the rules to this game because it seemed like a bunch of gibberish and and i figured them out and now i really like watching that too yeah handball caught me by surprise had no idea i guess it's a big thing over like in the european countries it i was is. reading europe something. and asia are both really big into handball yeah because if you look up handball here actually um we were watching my, my parents were in town so my dad was there my dad said in in america in the united states handball is kind of like racquetball except you're using your hand in a co- concrete wall so handball in america completely different than handball overseas but yeah, I've been very interested. Like you said, I had to look up the rules of handball. But once I started to understand it, I was like, man, this would have been a really cool sport to play even now. It feels kind of like a mix between foot, uh, football, soccer and uh, basketball Yeah, in, in many regards. And and, and when, you, when you consider that soccer is called football elsewhere, there's football <laughs> and there's handball. And then I, and that actually kind of made it make more sense to me, my simple mind, that I could relate the two that way. Exactly. One. 100%. I mean, yeah, handball, handball. I mean, it just makes sense. So I have found myself really interested in watching that. Um, water polo. I am very obsessed with water polo. First off, I couldn't imagine playing that. The endurance that you have to have to play that, you're swimming up and down. You know, it's hard enough playing basketball and sports where you're running up and down the court. Now put yourself in water and try to do that. These guys are swimming. It's just, it's insane. Uh, absolutely insane, but I've found myself completely loving it. Um, and fencing. I, I have this weird obsession with fencing. I'm very intrigued by it. I've never got to do it. I've always wanted to do it, but I always seem to love watching fencing. It's just a very, I don't know, just the, the strategy. You know, it's just when you break it down, it's just, you know, two people sitting across from each other. But, like, I, there's so much strategy into it. I, 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 I It's like... I don't know. It's like chess, but with, I, I don't know. That's a weird comparison. It's just, with it's like chess. With swords. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, uh, and I love it. You know, I got to say, water polo is one of the ones that fell down to the bottom of my list after watching it this year. Um, that just seems like an absolutely ruleless game. They're lawless entirely. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's like um, the the tug the tug of the tights underneath the water. Saw a lot of butt cheek shots. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, and and you know, it looks like there's a shot clock, and that's yeah. about it. That you know, shoot, throw the ball within the shot clock. Otherwise, 
just swim. And, and, and so for that reason, I'm like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand what is happening. Apparently anything is happening. And so that one kind of lowered down to the bottom of my list this time around with the Olympics. The other one that I couldn't get into, and maybe I just not am, maybe not of the culture. I don't understand the, the, the intricacies of this, but the equestrianism. Okay. I have that on my list. Man, yeah. these guys prancing around on these horses. They walk around for a little bit, and then they kind of do a, like a twirl, and then they're like making the horses tiptoe. I'm like, and I know that's called prancing. Someone's like, that's called prancing. I'm like, look, he's sneaking. He's sneaking around the, the <laughs> ring right now. I, I was like, this is the silliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, why aren't they racing? Well, which is the one with the horses where they actually race, where they're like jumping over obstacles? Oh, that's fine. Horse races. I don't know. I'm talking about the guys. What do they call? They call it. There's a word for it. It's like effluage, s efflit. I don't know what it's called. But these, they're like show. They're showmanship on these horses. It's the silliest thing I've ever seen. Um. Okay. Uh. Dressage. Okay. I'm trying dressage, to think because I was watching it. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's where you go over, you're going, like, through an obstacle course where they're jumping over stuff. Is Are we on the, is that, am, I, am I thinking of the same one? Isn't that the same thing? Uh, kind of. But this one, this one was more just, like, how they trained the horses and how they walk. Dressage. Is that what it's called? Well, I, dressage is considered the most artistic of the equestrian sports and is used of all the groundwork. Uh... It's like a grand, they say like it's a grand pre-test, like in the best teams of individuals or respective finals. Yeah, because I, I, I remember seeing horses like go through, because something, an unfortunate uh, event happened and one of the horses jumping over uh, one of the things doing the course broke his leg and they had to put him down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like, a, okay, so a cross-country test. There's like, yeah, 40 obstacles, including fences, hedges, and water jumps. And, like, some of these horses are, like, jumping over these, like, obstacles, and then, like, there's a bit of, like, a uh, incline and stuff. And I just, like, I don't know. It wasn't very interesting. I felt like it wasn't very safe for the horse. And, like I said, that event yeah, happened. obviously where it, it wasn't for that guy. Yeah, so, like, I just, I don't know. It just, it it doesn't feel like it should be an Olympic sport. They, they don't give the horses medals either, and that feels cheap. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, it doesn't feel right. I just, it, it was weird watching it, and then, yeah, it just, it, 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 I don't know. I don't feel like there's a place for it, but I guess it's been, uh, it's been featured in the, uh, okay, so, like, it's been around since, like, 1912, so, I mean, it's been around a while. Oh, of course, yeah. Anything else you didn't love? Um... No, that's really the only one like of one. everything that I've w- watched. <laughs> it's really just been that that has that I haven't been able to like sit down and actually like in, that's the one edge. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, what am I watching? This isn't entertaining at all. You know, I think if we're talking about the Olympics this year, we do have to mention the very unique and and really pretty cool I think from our perspective especially opening ceremonies that came on the opening night of the Olympics. Um Usually and and almost always, I I I can't think of any exceptions off the top of my head. The opening ceremonies of the Olympics are celebrations of the cultures of the area or the region or the country that the Olympics are taking place in that time, and we got a lot of that kind of going into the Tokyo Olympics. But something that I didn't expect was a lot of video game homages, a lot of video game music and images that came up. And man, that was really cool to see them celebrate 
something that's exciting for us, but really is honestly a huge part of their culture. Yeah, I think that's that's what's cool about it is, you know, they took because, you know, we do talk video games on other podcasts and stuff. So it was, it was very cool to like see that as part of their their the opening ceremonies, because it is a very huge part of their culture over there. Everybody goes crazy for video games. So I'm sure like it would have been really cool. That would have been really cool live, you know, to be able to like just entrench yourself with what's going on and and be able to like listen to that stuff live. It would have just been really cool. So, yeah, I really hats off on, you know, whoever decided to do that because it was a really cool thing because video game music doesn't really get highlighted a whole lot uh, in many places, especially uh, an event of this caliber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on a on a you know worldwide yeah, television exactly. event, that's yeah. a huge thing to to kind of highlight a lot of those composers and that music. Just so cool to see, so cool to hear tracks that are so nostalgic for a lot of us, you know. And if you like oh, video yeah. game music, go check out BG Mania, a video game yeah. music podcast. Brian is the host of that, and it's uh, one of the bigger video game music podcasts in in that little niche of the podcasting world. So check that out, Dan. Every time we talk about anything, we've got to assign it a very arbitrary rating. How do you arbitrarily rate the 2020 Tokyo Olympics? Um, so I'm going to use kind of a, another uh, sport or event that I liked. Uh, badminton is, is one. So I'm going to use, I think it's, uh, I'm going to give it seven and a half shuttlecocks out of 10. Ooh, man. Badminton's a very serious sport, I found out. It is. Yeah, I well, I didn't. Again, it was something that I didn't realize was an Olympic sport, and I I love playing badminton. I'll tear it up. I'll, I I won't even let the wife win when we're playing badminton <laughs> in the backyard. Your poor future kid's just gonna get destroyed. Shuttlecocks right to the face. <laughs> exactly. Pegging him in the head with him. <laughs> I arbitrarily rate uh, this this summer Olympics. A silver medal. Oh, okay. I've really enjoyed everything that I've watched, but man, I wish the programming was better. I wish the the cuts and the ad breaks were better. I wish the streaming services were doing a better job of updating and keeping spoilers away from me. That has been a source of great frustration to me. I will say, however, that I've enjoyed this so much. Do you know where the 2028 Olympics are? Uh, LA, Los Angeles, California. That's a short three and a half hour drive for me. And I've talked to a couple friends. I will be at the 2028 Olympics come hell or high water. I'm getting a ticket to those. And you know what? If I can, I'm going to the skateboarding event. I don't know. I don't know how tickets are handled for the Olympics, but I love it work. To be, I have no idea. I think there's like a lottery system that goes into it. I did some kind of preliminary research. You can buy them a year or two in advance. But yeah, I'm trying to get into that skateboarding event, not to be in it. Who knows? Maybe one of my kids will be an Olympian. Wouldn't that be something? Wow, Maybe I'll go for be, free. Wow, that would be awesome. There I mean, it go. would suck to go to Los Angeles for free. I'd rather go to like Belgium or something. But <laughs> hey, you just gotta you gotta take what's available. Yeah, I'll, I'll take what's available, man. If one of my kids is in the Olympics. You're going to hear about it right here on the Media Files, but that's all the time we've got. I want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of the Media Files, and thank you, Dan, again for being here with me this week. Yeah, no problem. I definitely appreciate it. I will always talk about sports. I love it, so thanks for having me on again. Tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow, and special thanks to Brian for technical assistance. Do not forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brewstoff, that's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Dan can be found at at twitch.tv slash crazed11 or youtube.com slash crazed11 as well. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to and maybe we'll talk about it on an upcoming show. Until next time, be kind, be honest, 
and we'll see you at the 2024 Olympics in Los Angeles, California.